This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Alex Pearson Show, it is great to have you here uh, to talk about a story that I saw the headline. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is going on? And the question, uh, the basic question, how is a man, you know, who sexually abused three children, how is that guy who cannot be around kids alone, how can he become a lawyer in Ontario? Well, uh, according to the Law Society of Tribunal, that's why, that's who we have to thank for this, uh, they believe that he can and is entitled to practice law as long as he's not alone with kids, Right. As long as he's not around those little children that he abused. Nonetheless, um, they say he should be licensed because other than violating these children in 2009, he's got a good character. Now, he wasn't ever charged. He admits to violating the kids. But when he tried to get his license back in 2012, he failed to mention any of that. So he kind of lied. Now we're in 2023 and a whole new day, whole new year. And the tribunal says, yep, he's our guy, good candidate. And what will he focus on? Well, he's going to focus on working with marginalized communities because what could go wrong? Joseph Newberger joining us, criminal defense lawyer, partner with Newberger and Partners. Would you hire this guy, Joe? Well, I have to be very careful as I make my comments, because if I'm in any way denigrating towards another lawyer, the Law Society can sanction me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, I wouldn't. There's the irony. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's the irony. And we don't... yeah, and we can't name him because uh, a publication ban to protect the three children who he violated, um, they have to be protected. But, you know, when you're a lawyer serving the public and there's an order saying you can't be around children and you've admitted to, you know, these egregious, um, you know, offenses, how does the public not have a right to know? Yeah, so uh, the publication ban is a separate issue because I understand, it, you know, yeah. if, if in these circumstances, let's assume we all agree and I'm not, but let's just assume hypothetically, we agree with their decision and protecting his children makes a lot of sense to me. So I don't, I'm not arguing about his the own, children. His own children, his yeah. own children, his own children. The okay. larger issue for me is that the, the, the law society has a history of licensing people who have prior criminal records, some, you know, more minor. And, and I believe that there is legitimacy to the process to do a character rehabilitation hearing where you can see if an individual has been rehabilitated. And in certain instances, they are. And I believe that criminal records shouldn't in and of itself prevent people from pursuing their careers. But in many other aspects, such as medicine, uh, dental care, uh, dentistry, um, and many other healthcare professions, um, a person would never be licensed with a prior history like this. So right. I, I find it very concerning. Um, we don't know anything about what is the rehabilitation, although we know there is a uh, either a psychi- psychiatrist or a psychologist who is called about uh, treatment, which has been doing well, and there's a diagnosis that's in remission and has to continue. Well, well they're saying that ped- pedophilia, the pedophilia disorder is in remission. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, when did that become a thing? When do when do pedophiles ever actually... Uh, um, go into remission. I have yet to see one. They're, they're it, repeat. I mean, it's in it, them. It depends on it depends on the circumstances of what the um, impugned conduct was. So 
so there are, there is certain conduct that um, when somebody is diagnosed as a pedophile, um, all you can do is manage risk. There are more minor, minor cases where as a result of certain other issues, um, the actual pedophilia can be reevaluated later on and may in fact be in remission or may no longer be um, a proper diagnosis. So, for example, sometimes happens within the throes of somebody having um, an addiction issue and then, um, uh, you know, some other issues, mental health, et cetera, that may cause persons to act in certain ways that would qualify as pedophilia, but it's not to the same level as what we typically think. So that can be in, in remission, but we have no clue here what to base this on. And that's what's troubling you the most. There's absolutely no transparency. And then by agreeing that if he passes his exams and is licensed, he's going to be working with people in a position of trust. And it's extremely concerning. Right. Well, it is. And again, if you can't and you've been told you cannot work with children, I mean, essentially, if someone goes to look at a list of lawyers, his initials will be there. So you won't know his name, but it will say under it cannot be alone with children. So if you're going to hire that lawyer, I'd be like, why can't he be around children would be my first question. Um, because, you know, and if he doesn't disclose that, you know, is he, um, obligated Joe to disclose that to anyone who hires him? Because if you're dealing, uh, with marginalized communities, that means you're coming into contact with people who are vulnerable. And a lot of those people would be children. Yeah. Look, I mean, I I think when you're a lawyer and you're dealing with any client on any matter, they're in your hands. You're in a position of trust and authority with them. You owe them a fiduciary duty. And so I don't think he's going to be obligated to say anything to potential clients. Um, (laughs) And you are in a position of trust. And so people are vulnerable in all sorts of aspects. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It could be a real estate deal and it could be somebody who's applying for to the human rights tribunal because they've been discriminated against. I mean, there's lots of issues here. Um, and I think it's, it's, I think it's something like this that may cause, you know, the province to have pause as to whether the law society can self-regulate in, in, in the face of this. But if we only knew more of the facts, then we might be able to have right. more of an enlightened opinion. And we don't, it's all sh- shrouded. And, yeah, and of course, I mean, this, tra- tra- it, yeah, and yeah. you know, it, it, but it's interesting, but you know, regardless of the name, you know, there was, a lot of um, concern about the, um, the College of uh, uh, Physicians, and they started being right, more transparent yeah. in their hearings and written decisions, etc. We need to have the same. It in, took them decades like this. Yeah, oh, I mean, it would be nice. Transparency time. would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but but. Right well, no, we're nowhere near close to that. However, uh, being where we are, the Law Society of, I mean, this was a tribunal, um, you know, making this decision. So the Law Society of Ontario now has to consider an appeal um, and said it would maybe seek a stay of the ruling to prevent him from being called to the bar until the appeals decided. I would think that a few lawyers might have a problem with this, or would they? Is this something that lawyers would speak up against or about? I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Again, many of us do believe in the fact that because somebody has committed an offense that should not preclude them from being able to pursue their, you know, their calling or what they want to do. But there are limits but, to it. So I think some yeah, lawyers right. will, will have concerns with this. Others may think this is an appropriate decision. Again, the biggest problem here is we don't know which side to fall on because we don't have the facts. And I think just on this basis, it is it is something that's concerning. And I think a reasonable group of lawyers would say this is not somebody who should be licensed. I just guess they should be out. Would you leave your children with them? Um, you know, oh, no. I just think if you had more transparent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, transparency does a world of good. We just don't get it enough, which creates a real 
mistrust uh, in these things. But nonetheless, we'll keep an eye on this one, uh, Joe, but I'm glad you could fill in some of the blanks. I hope I did. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, there you go. Joe Newberger uh, trying to give us as much as, as he knows. But again, we're only dealing with the information that we have. And so the transparency is missing. If there's nothing to be concerned about, then we'd probably get a lot more information. I get that you would want to protect his own children. But um, when you're talking about society at large, there is an expectation that if the person can't be around children, there should be transparency on why. Otherwise, if he is going to be around marginalized communities, who's going to be who's going to be babysitting that? The tribunal? Are they going to be policing that? Who polices that to make sure nothing happens? 